This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam. I'm your host, helping take your leadership to the next level. And at it again, Dr. Richard Blackaby. Here <laughs> it's we always are. good to be with you, Sam. It's always a pleasure, Richard. It's never never a dull moment. And we're just uh, chuckling uh, before we press record on some uh, great yeah. stories of the past. Oh, yes. Memory lane. Memory. As you get older, this, the lane gets longer. <laughs> Yeah, and and there's uh yeah more more forgetfulness as <laughs> yeah, well. Sure. So you can't see the beginning of that lane <laughs> once you get to a certain point. But I'm sure you're far from that point. Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, there's no way to segue from that. Yeah, but yeah. I'll... I, I, I got I got you in a pit. You're not getting out. So. Oh, I know. I know. No shovel is big enough to, <laughs> to 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 for the work ahead of us here. But uh, we'll we'll press on anyways. And uh, today, one of the things that uh, you know. If if you look at any leader who is successful, um, or at least I would say most, if not all, it's one thing I think that that sets them apart from leaders that aren't successful, or perhaps even people more broadly that that struggle to succeed, uh, it's their their people skills, and it's uh, it's sort of this can seem like a nebulous, intangible thing, I think, sometimes for people to say, well, you know, he's just really good with people, or she just has a way with people to get them to, you know, to to buy in and to do what needs to be done, and, and there's something, something to it. And uh, so today, we want to look at the less nebulous side of that and the more concrete side of, of, of people skills and, and to say, well, what are some things that, that we can do uh, to be better with with the people that we lead, yeah. And Sam, I remember years ago I was uh, in Canada still, and there was a uh, he was an area uh, director. He kind of was he not a bishop, but he worked with pastors in a in the province, uh, two provinces uh, where I lived, and uh, and he and this guy was a very positive kind of guy. I mean, every time I saw him, he was always smiling, was always upbeat, and always laughing. But on that uh, that particular time where I saw him, he had just uh, spent time with three pastors. All three pastors in different churches were all on the brink of being fired or tearing their church upside down and and, and dividing it. And the pastor had uh, this area minister had been in vainly trying to help these guys see that much of their problem was the way they were treating people and. That they were uh, dying on on, bat, on 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 mountains and hills that they didn't need to, yeah. and um, and this very positive minister, you could just tell he was just worn out. And he, I'll never forget, he looked at me and he said, "Richard, I've always thought that you could teach leadership." He said, "But I don't know that you can teach people skills." And mm. he said, "If he said, I'm just about convinced." That if you don't learn people skills in your home growing up, you probably never will. Wow. And that was very sobering. And I really had to think quite a bit about that. And and I would tend to uh, agree quite a bit with him in the sense that I do believe you can... When, when someone asked me, can you learn people skills? I would say, yes, you can learn people skills, but I want to have one qualifier. If or, I'm sorry, you can learn leadership skills. The one qualifier is if you have people skills. Hmm. If you know how to get along with people, I can teach you how to lead. If you don't know how to get along with people, 
I'm not sure I can teach you leadership. Mm. I can, I, you can fill your head with leadership principles, but if you don't know how to get along with people, I don't know that it will do you any good. And so I thought maybe today we would just talk about that and we probably need to just this is going to be just meat and potatoes. And I know I've got a number of CEO uh, friends that I work with who listen to this podcast. I know leaders that work with billion plus dollar companies who listen to this podcast and they are outstanding with people skills. And so a lot of what I'm going to say today is going to seem really obvious uh, to them and to many of you as our listeners today. But I think it's just important somewhere along the line with these podcasts to at least put one out there to say, <laughs> some of you listening. <laughs> so this isn't for everyone, attention. but yeah. they're... Uh, because this is just meat and potatoes. And this may not really even necessarily be for you, but it may apply to someone that you work with, someone that you lead, someone perhaps you're trying to help to develop as a leader. And uh, you may have the same question I have. I can send them to leadership seminars. I can give them leadership books to, to uh, read. But if they, without even trying, just effortlessly offend everyone in the room when they come to a meeting, I, then I don't know that there's enough leadership books they can read that will help them. Um, and so let me just mention a couple things. And some of this is not just about leadership. It's just in, in work, in your work life. Yeah. Uh, and, and some of these, like I said, will sound very obvious, but it's amazing how, uh, like this afternoon, Sam, I'm heading out of town. I'm going, uh, flying uh, to Texas here in a couple of hours. And, uh, and I know full well, I'm going to be checking in. I'm going to be dealing with uh, customer service and so on. I'll be in lines and security. And you, you deal with people in the public sphere and you see all sorts. And you deal with some people that... You, you, there's times I just stop and think, wow, that person's really good at what they do. They, yeah. I dealt with them and I feel better about myself and life in general, having dealt with them and others, you deal with them and you're ready to jump off a bridge. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wow, well, I, I was feeling pretty good about life till I had to you know, do business with that person. Yeah. Um, so here's a couple of things. First one is just, just learn to smile. I'll tell you what, you could increase sales you could increase customer satisfaction. You could increase uh, re retention uh, in people who work with you simply by learning to smile more than you do. And uh, it, it's just amazing to me. If, I'm, if I've got a customer, if I've got to go talk to someone in customer service, or I've got to go up to a counter and purchase something or ask a question, if the person dealing with me looks up at me and immediately smiles, I'm immediately disarmed. I mean, I'm, I'm immediately predisposed to think well of whatever they tell me next. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had to deal with people in public and they, they look at you and just emotionless uh, or frowning or it's almost like you're an interruption uh, to their day. Uh, you're an inconvenience to them. Uh, and I, I think a lot of times, quite frankly, you might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's how they may compared see you. to yeah. The, what they were texting their friend at the time, and now they've got to solve one of your problems for you. And yeah. uh, so, uh, but I'll tell you, and and some and in sitting in meetings, if I'm sitting around a boardroom table and I've got someone sitting there that's just frowning, uh, that can change the whole mood of the meeting because someone just obviously looks unhappy, upset, uh, powder keg or whatever. Uh, but when someone is smiling, 
I, I, if I'm leading a meeting, I tend to want to look and interact with the one who's smiling, not the one who's frowning. If I'm going to call on someone or ask their opinion, it's probably going to be the one that's smiling, that seems uh, supportive. Mm-hmm. So many doors open just by smiling. And, I, and yet I've known some people that just their whole careers were just difficult. They didn't get promoted. They didn't get opportunities. They didn't have a lot of success. But you look at them and they never smile. Like it's, they just look like they are, are have embraced the fact that they're going to have a miserable life and a miserable career. Yeah. And uh, and I think some people have no idea. They don't even realize that they're not smiling. It's yeah. like we talk about a resting face, where when you're just kind of just resting, where you're you're not, you're not trying to express any feeling. You're just sitting there, uh, and yet for some of us, our face sort of just naturally gravitates to a frown and we don't even know we're frowning yeah. um, but I can tell you the people that seem to glide through their careers and advancements and promotions tend to be the ones that appear uh, that are smiling that um, seem positive um, and kind of a, a one that goes along with that is secondly just be upbeat uh, you know, there are people that just take all of their baggage from home and their personal life with them to work. Yeah. If they're having a bad day, everybody knows it. And they just, they don't even try to hide it. They don't try to put it, you know, put it away in a closet somewhere while they're at work. Uh, they're having a bad day and, and everybody knows it. Uh, and, uh, and I'll tell you, there's, I, I've had flight attendants that, it looked like they were just going through a divorce on <laughs> during the flight. <laughs> they were just, they yeah. they just seemed miserable. They didn't want to be bothered. Uh, so for the person who says, "Well, you know, Richard, I just I feel like I have to be my authentic self." Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to fake it. Yeah, that's uh, a great. That's how do a I great, handle that? How do I? I would get say, over that? you know what, this your work is not meant to be a therapy session for you. Uh, you're, you are there, if you're in a customer service, especially oriented business, or if you're in sales or, or, in, uh, in any way, a service industry. Um, yeah, I, I think we've kind of lost sight of the fact I don't want someone working for me that is going to have to process all of their emotional baggage during the eight hours I'm paying them to work for me. <laughs> I want them. That's called, yeah. that's, that used to be called professionalism. No, I mean, mm-hmm. it, I, like that's fine if you there, there's a difference I think between uh, uh, like if I come to your store and want to buy something from you I don't it's not my fault that you had a fight with your spouse as right. you were going out of work that day right. or you got cut off at work uh, it, in traffic I, I mean I don't want to sound heartless but I I didn't come there to try to make you feel better exactly. I came there to buy some two by fours and so uh, you need professionalism says. Hey, this person doesn't know me. They just came to get a service from me, and I've got to put my own issues aside right now and be customer focused. We, we our problem is we become so self-centered as a society, so self-absorbed that we can't even do business anymore if we don't feel like it. Right. Uh, and mm-hmm. I would say, well, I don't. That's not in your contract that if you're having a bad day, you don't have to be good at your job. Uh, right customer service means well, a, that you're upbeat you're it means you're customer uh, centered which means the customer comes first it means you are there to make the customer have a good experience not f- the customer doesn't come in your store to make you feel better about yourself yeah. uh, and we have gotten into this uh, interesting 
uh, stage of society where now if you're having a bad day, you feel perfectly right to just wallow in your own issues. And, right. and you see this a lot with people on the phone. You know, yeah. if you ever try to get help and someone was just on a personal call while you're while they're supposed to be caring for customers or doing service uh, for people. And there's an increasing kind of attitude that says, well, I'm having a bad day. Just wait a minute. You know, I'm 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 on a call right now. Um well, that may be so, but you're never going to find yourself in management with that kind of attitude. And, yeah. and so if you want to be successful as a leader, uh, learn. And, I, and, and we've all been there where we were going through some really tough times ourselves. Uh, I've been on the road a lot. There's times where my family was having a hard time. I, uh, stuff was you know, falling apart back at home and... Uh, my wife was saying, when are you getting home? You know, the two toilets aren't flushing and this is happening and the car is making a funny sound and you know, and, a, and you still got two more days of road trip. <clears throat> um, but then you got to get on with your job. You got to, you've got to lead. You, and um, there's times you just have to put that behind you and say, well, in this moment, what am I called to do? Yeah. Can I do it well? And can I uh, be upbeat and, 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 there's, I think, a difference between just trying to be your best and be a phony. You know, right. there, there's times where you, uh, there's times I, I don't, I'm not all just giggling and laughing about everything. Uh, but uh, can you still be as positive as you can be? Um, mm -hmm. And I, I tell people, especially when you're starting out, if you want to catch the eye of management, just be upbeat. Just come into meetings positive. Uh, ready to take on a, a new challenge. And lo and behold, you're going to be getting opportunities to do that. For sure. A third thing is just notice people. Uh, be, I, I, I've, I, just this week, I was hearing about someone that has developed a reputation that if they think you're higher up than them on the org chart, they'll, they'll be your best friend. If you're below them, you're dirt. <laughs> <laughs> All they care about is just, and you're just a rung in the ladder. Uh, and so if you're just an ordinary person, they, they could care less about you. But, you know, I've noticed oftentimes people that are very strong leaders are people that do show an interest in people, whether, whether they're going to help you out or not. Right. Um, and things like when you're talking to, to someone, just look them in the eye, look in the face. It's amazing to me now, especially younger generations that have looked into so many screens, um, that, that it's becoming a lost art to look someone in the eye and to smile at them and to engage with them face to face. Um, and of course, a, a, a tough one and one that's not necessarily easy for me, but remember people's names, uh, ask what their name is and then remember it and, and be careful. I, I've known some people that it was, it was very mechanical. They, they asked your name, Oh, your name's Sam. And then every sentence they worked the word, the name Sam in. It's like, okay, now this is just irritating. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel affirmed. I feel like it's just a technique that you're using with me. So don't try to overuse it, but it does really make a difference. If, if you're talking to someone for five minutes and you get their name and then as you're wrapping it up, you say, well, Sam, been great to meet you. Great talking to you. And it just says, okay, he, 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 it's, it's amazing. It seemed like a small thing, but when someone takes the time even to remember your name, it says that they showed at least enough interest in you to remember something very basic about you. Yeah. And I know lots of people, and I'm, and I'm guilty of this. I, 
I'll hear their name and then my mind has gotten onto the conversation we're having and different details and I've just, I've lost it. Uh, my wife's much better than I am at remembering names. Yeah. But, but, um, but it, because it, it takes effort. It takes effort to remember people's names. And so when you do remember someone's name, it, that tells me you thought I was worth making the effort to remember my name. So um, it can really it, make a person feel good. Yeah. Especially if they didn't expect you to, to yeah. remember the name. And I mean, I try that with just even things like lift rides to the airport. You know, I, I don't need to know the person's name that's taking me there. But uh, uh, you can see it usually on, on your app when they're coming to get you <clears throat> and you get in the their car and you might call their name just to make sure you're in the right car. Uh, and then I, I, I tend to try to at least have an, a pleasant conversation with my driver if they, if they want to. Uh, and, uh, and then when you're, you're, you're done, just use their first name and say, Hey, well, thanks for the ride. hope you have a rest, a great day, the rest of your day. Um, you know what? That, I, I, I'm not climbing any ladder because I remember my Lyft driver's name, but, uh, but what that says is I, if you, if you can be that kind of person with everybody you deal with, um, you're going to just develop, you're going to build a bunch of bridges with people. Yeah. And some people, they may never take you anywhere further in your career, but over time, you're going to just surround yourself with uh, a lot of positive vibes from people that liked being around you and yeah. liked how you dealt with them. I, I find just a fourth thing is just ask questions about people. Just, you know, be, show, be, be curious about people um, and uh, and show an interest. Uh, I know some people that just, they do all the talking. I've had some lift rides <laughs> like that. My drivers just talked my ear off. And yeah. uh, that was that was fine. Uh, but it was obvious they didn't really care about me. Uh, but when you ask questions, um, you know, and I, and I may, like, I want to make it sound like I'm a big deal, but like I may have just flown back from Thailand or someplace and I'm on a lift ride home and, and uh, my driver is telling me about some pretty mundane experience in their life. They've just picked me up at the airport. Like if someone just, if you just pick them up at the international terminal of the airport, they probably have done something kind of interesting or been somewhere interesting. Uh, some people will ask all kinds of questions. Well, where have you been? Or what do you do for a living? And, and what's that like? I've never been there. Other people will just be talking about, you know, real ordinary kinds of stuff and, and not show any interest. Um, and so I've, I've just tried, uh, in my own relational tool chest, um, to just try to work at showing interest in all kinds of people, even people that are very different than me. And I may know, I don't agree with this person on lots of fronts, uh, but still they're a human being. And just, I, I find leaders, if you find people interesting, um, people tend to be interested in you too. Uh, yeah. you become an interesting person yourself. Uh, so lots of ways we can maybe have to break, uh, look at a few more, but, uh, don't ever take those for granted. You, you, you just notice people that are really good with people. And a lot of times you don't even know why at first you just think, wow, everybody likes that person. I mean, that person walks in the room and people just gravitate toward them or they seem to have so many friends or it just seems like there's always someone that's doing something for that person or giving them an opportunity or inviting them to join them in some venture. And why is it that never happens to me? And a lot of times you, you have to kind of just really watch those people and you begin to realize, well, I've noticed there's certain things they do with people that others don't do. There is a skill set. It, it can yeah. be very innate 
but there are certain things that people do uh, when it comes to people skills that just over time opens all kinds of doors for them that don't open for people that don't have those skills. Well, let's take a quick break here and we'll find out what else we can do to further our people skills when we come back. Richard and Daniel Blackaby will be at the Billy Graham Training Center at The Cove on May 17th through 19th, 2021. The title of this event is On the Move, How God Increases Your Spiritual Influence. You can find out more and register at thecove.org. Links will also be in the show notes. Well, Richard, I, I really like this uh, this topic because we, you know, there, there are these little things where you don't think about what it is that makes somebody so magnetic or just you know, really interesting to be around or why, why they're such a good leader. And, and I like kind of breaking down some of that magic. And, uh, I feel like that's kind of what we've been doing, uh, over the past few minutes here. And, and we've got s- some more magic to break down uh, yeah, bring before, on the before the end. And so, uh, why don't you keep, keep taking us through these little, little changes, these small mindset shifts that we can do that can make us a better people person, which in turns makes us a better leader. Yeah, I think I maybe told the story once before, but uh, Winston Churchill's mother uh, used to wine and dine with all the dignitaries of, of England, and uh, and she had sat next to a number of prime ministers and kings over the years of England, and, uh, and she was reflecting at one point on the difference when she sat next to Gladstone when he was prime minister, and when she sat next to Disraeli when he was prime minister. And he's, she said, when I sat next to Gladstone, who was elected four different times as prime minister, uh, she said, I came away really impressed with what he knew. He was a very smart man who could talk about all kinds of topics. She said, when I sat next to Disraeli, I came away impressed with what I knew. <laughs> and Disraeli yeah. was a master at asking questions and showing interest in people. And, and so Disraeli got her talking about all of her experiences. Gladstone just pontificated about all of his. Uh, well, that's people skills. Yeah. Uh, Disraeli just was blessed with those. And, uh, and so showing interest in people, uh, everybody likes to talk about themselves. And so if you ask the right questions and you know how to get people opening up, I, I, I've got some friends like that, that you can get into a Lyft ride, uh, Uber ride, and the person is just masterful at asking questions. And I mean, bef- before you've gotten to your destination, the driver's a blabbermouth. I mean, they're just talking away about everything and they feel what a wonderful time they had. Uh, it was sh- someone showing interest in them. Uh, it's amazing the power of just having the ability to ask the right questions. So a couple other things to say. One, Another one I've kind of touched on is just don't be artificial. I, I know some people that it's it, it doesn't come across as natural with them. Uh, I remember having a waiter one time like that. We I, I went to a restaurant with some friends. We really wanted to get caught up. And this young guy came uh, blowing in. And you could tell he was trying to be this really gregarious, fun, party kind of uh, good times waiter, uh, but it just, it didn't work for him. (laughs) It just wasn't natural. He was saying all the lines that someone would use if they really were that kind of person, but it was obvious that it was just didn't fit them and it wasn't natural. And besides we hadn't gone to the restaurant to like hear him talk. We, We had come to catch up with each other. 
And we had to, you know, it was just kind of a turnoff. And it was like, okay, that's not working for you. I know you're you're aiming for a big tip, but actually the less you say, the the bigger your tip may be. So just don't keep bothering us. But so but sometimes it's just artificial. And 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 you know, when you're working on this, sometimes it can seem that way because you're trying to show interest, you're trying trying to show ask questions. Yeah. Uh you've got to you've got to kind of work at it to to where it is natural and it's got to fit your personality. Yeah, I was going to say cuz I think you maybe see somebody who you want to emulate what they do, but when you do it, it definitely doesn't feel or come across as the same as yeah. that person that you're trying yeah. to be like. So you have to figure out Okay, what things can you take from from their personality that that actually mesh with who you are as a person? Not trying to change your personality to do this, but but to do it in such a way that makes sense for you. Yeah, and uh, I uh, and so that's where yeah, you can't just copy someone, uh, you know, point for point because it's got to be natural if you're going to do it and be effective. Um, another another issue would be just avoid controversy. I I remember getting on a shuttle to a hotel from an airport uh last year and um uh and uh, and my the, i was the only guy in the in the shuttle and, and the driver as soon as i got in he he made a comment basically to let me know he didn't like the president <laughs> and i said and i said oh why is that and he uh well because he's he doesn't tell the truth and uh now he doesn't know how i vote or what i thought about that president uh he just i'm a total stranger and he's telling me that if i like the current president then I, he doesn't agree with me uh and i remember at the time just kind of laughing with him and saying well are you telling me that there are politicians out there that do tell the truth i <laughs> i said tell me tell me any recent presidents that always told the truth and uh He's like, okay, well, that may be so. I, 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 it, you know, I just pushed back a little. I was trying, but, but I just thought to myself, my word, if you're trying to like make a good impression with customers, that's you, you don't slam half half the population of the country. Uh, I mean, odds are fifty fifty that someone on your shuttle doesn't agree with you politically, and you've yeah. just alienated them. And so, I, I whether you're the one saying it or it's the other person saying it. I've just kind of learned that uh, there's just a lot of battles not worth fighting. And certainly if I'm trying to build a bridge with someone, I'm not going to lead off with some yeah, of the, the, the hot potatoes <laughs> you could have. Um, so just, um, yeah. you know, think think carefully about the kind of things you talk about, where you go, what you let just pass. Uh, some of us just love a good debate and and we know we could make mincemeat out of this shuttle driver if we wanted to. We, uh, but but why would we? You know, why would yeah. we? Why would we do that? Just um, let's uh, let's let it pass and move on. Uh, and of course, another one is just say thank you. Say thank you for. Uh, I tend to do that when I'm getting off an airplane. I do that a lot. Just thank the crew, thank the flight attendant, fl- thank the captain. Uh, thank people that check you in at hotels. Thank people for just the service they give you. Um, and, uh, you know, especially uh, when they've gone over and, and, and beyond to help you out. Yeah. I, and I've had some people that were just phenomenal the way they helped me solve my problem. And they were they were relentless. Uh, they didn't give me the quick answer, the, the brush off. Well, try that. Maybe that'll work. Uh, they stayed with me to make sure that I was pleased. And, and uh, I had a guy help me the other day, and I, and I asked him, I said, hey, am I going to get a survey? Like, 
I said, I, I, am I, are they going to survey me and ask me about my satisfaction with you? Because I said, I want them to, because I want to, I want to give you a 10 out of 10. I give yeah. you an 11 out of 10. And he was like real kind of blown away. I said, I just want to thank you. Like you, you have gone the extra mile and I noticed it and I really appreciate it. And I, mm. I love, yeah. I, said, I love dealing with guys like you. Uh, well, you know, the, get, get in the habit of doing that, especially when they work with you, when they're on in your company, uh, yeah. maybe when they report to you. Uh, take time to, to notice uh, when they, especially when they go the extra mile, when they do something well. Too many times we notice it, but we don't ever say anything about it. Uh, and, and of course, writing a thank you note is just a lost art now, especially in younger generations. But yeah. uh, but I'll tell you what, it, there's something very powerful. I got a, someone sent me a thank you note last week uh, that I work with, um, and you just you don't expect it. And then you get this little note, and they just notice certain things that you did, certain efforts that you made. And you realize, you know what that does, of course, it inspires you to keep making those efforts when you realize, right. <clears throat> I guess people notice. I guess it, it really makes a difference for people. Um, so just people that say thank you tend to, to have more reasons to say thank you. When you when you have a habit of saying thank you, people want to serve you. They want to they go the extra mile for you because you notice. Um, and another one is just read the cues. And, th- and this is really, in many ways, the essence of people's skills. It's It, it really boils down to empathy. Can yeah. you... Can you uh, hone in to uh, the emotions that are going on right now. Um, and th- that is the essence of people skills is you're, t- you're tapping into their feelings. And right. if they're upset, uh, maybe, maybe here's a, a, a Lyft driver that just wants to be left alone and get the ride done. Well, you, you, if you're paying attention, after about two comments, you can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got in the car the other day with someone, and I made a comment as I got in, and they didn't answer me. And so I thought, maybe they didn't hear me. And so I, may, I said something else, and I thought, they, it was a very brief comment. So I thought, well, yeah, I, I, don't, need, like, I, I don't need another friend, you know, or she, I'm just getting a ride home. But uh, but I still wasn't quite sure. And so I made one last comment and they, they began opening. I, I actually got her to laugh. And the next thing, but we were like best buds by the time I got to my house. <laughs> but, you know, you're, but you're paying attention. And there are some people that just, maybe they just need their space and that's fine. Like, no, I don't, we don't have to talk the whole way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I know other people that just don't, aren't reading the cues. I, I never forget being on an airplane one time. There was a woman, I think she, I, well, she sounded like she was a Christian, unfortunately, but she was a Christian who loved to talk and she loved to talk loud enough for everybody on our half of the airplane to hear her talk. And she didn't like to listen so much as she liked to talk. And she had some opinions that, uh, were maybe for other Christians, they would find it okay. But if you weren't a Christian, you weren't a churchgoer, you might be quite offended at the way she talked. Uh, and I, I just remember just grimacing, listening to mm-hmm. this woman talking. And it was clear that the person she was talking to really didn't want to be talking anymore, but this woman wouldn't take no for an answer. In fact, she kind of prided, she, she sort of bragged at one point about how she could just talk to uh, a lamppost, a fire hydrant, and, <laughs> and um, 
And I remember just this woman, I could, she was a couple rows behind me and, uh, you, you could just tell it was just getting very pain and you could, you could, you could feel, you could feel the that. tension yeah. in the whole area. You could just physically feel the tension in people li- having to being forced to listen to this person. And finally, I think when the, her poor, uh, seatmate had had enough and put on noise canceling headphones or something, that she turned to the person on the other side of her and starts talking, and the and the person you could just tell was just steaming mad. Just and all she'd been doing is listening to this point, and she just gave her some brush off that right away. Even this woman couldn't miss. The, uh, <laughs> but I thought to myself, you've been talking and talking and talking, and everybody on the plane can tell you're annoying, um, and you don't you haven't picked up on a thing. You think you're like some delightful person that everybody likes to listen to and of course that's just a total lack of empathy where you're just not in touch with the the people tend to put out vibes and uh uh and you know people that are really good at that just have a sense of that sometimes i've like i've i've had to deal with people in a customer in a service industry and sometimes it's just obvious they were on a call before me or maybe a customer ahead of me was chewing into them and there's times i've had to go in and say it's Hey, it sounds like you're having a kind of rough day today, and uh, boy, they'll just look at you with almost a sense of relief, like, oh, "Okay, good, you're someone that can tell." Like, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not just a doormat ready to get beat up again. Um, and so, I just find with people with people skills are in touch. Some people are in a great mood and they just pass it on. Some people are just they they come in and lift everyone's spirits. Um, some people just realize, okay, here's a person who just needs some space right now and they don't need me to be a chatterbox right now, just get the job done. Um, but people skills and, 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 but if you don't have that empathy, uh, I, I find it, it, the same empathy is, makes teachers really effective. Teachers can tell when they've lost their class and they shift gears, they, they switch to something else. Uh, other teachers don't, pick up on that and they just keep droning on and on and on boring their their students to tears it's uh it's being able to read the emotion in the room and mm-hmm. in an individual um and so read the cues um and maybe just the last thing is just uh just build bridges um build bridges with people and, and what i i've just been reminded again that it just seems like everybody has issues. Like everybody is dealing with stuff. Everybody's got baggage. Yeah. Uh, people, everyone's had bad days and disappointments and hurts and frustrations, uh, unexpected bills and so on. And, uh, and nobody, I mean, there's just a lot of people that aren't at their best, um, but they're, they're people. And just to recognize that people have bad days and, uh, but there's also value in people. And so learn just to value people uh, for who they are in their all their imperfections and, uh, and celebrate who they are and who you got to meet and some of the wonderful stories that you can learn if you ask the right questions. Um, but just don't burn bridges. Yeah. Don't, don't, why, I, I've known people that were just so careless in the way that they treated other people and had no idea that they were burning bridges of opportunity for them. It, things came around and now people were looking for someone else to serve here or to be hired there. And the, the people had no idea they'd burned all the opportunities and bridges that might have given them a new opportunity uh, because they just carelessly had mistreated people, not conducted themselves well. And so that's just kind of a quick whirlwind 
but there's so much to people skills. And in fact, we, I, we invite our listeners, uh, if you've got some great other uh, people skill advice, maybe yeah. something that someone told you uh, early on or when you were starting out or particularly with parents, and uh, I might get into that in another uh, podcast, but so much of these skills really are best learned in your home by yeah. your mom, your dad, just teaching you that it's not all about you to learn, teach you to say thank you, teach you to look people in the eye when you're talking to them, uh, teaching you not to just, uh, you know, take the microphone and, and want to be the center of attention all the time. Yeah. So much that parents ought to be teaching us so that we just naturally do that in our relationships as adults. But, uh, Unfortunately, a lot of us didn't learn that then. And so I I would just say every one of us, myself included, could be better at people skills. And so you will never regret developing people skills along your leadership journey. Uh, They will open all kinds of doors for you uh, if you'll just give some attention to it. And uh, don't do it artificially. Truly be a person who cares about others, and you'll always have people around you who care about you. Yeah. Well, again, another episode filled with great practical advice, and uh, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackme.org.